In the world of the darkest metal, the songs aren't necessarily as important as the stories. In the films we'll be taking a look at this week, we see how those stories can go to the darkest depths of the human depravity, and also to lighter, more fun fare. Join us at the Crossroads. Welcome to this week's episode of the Crossroads Podcast. This week we're taking a look at two movies that dive into the world of black metal. One of which is based on a true story, and the other inspired by... It could be inspired by the same story, but toned down to a more palatable level. I'm one of your hosts, Rob. I'm your other host, Ryan. And our first film we're looking at today is 2018's Lords of Chaos. This was a... Norwegian production, but it's got a mostly American cast, so it's somewhat familiar actors, but it was directed by uh, Jonas Ockerlund, I'm sure I butchered that, uh, written by Ockerlund and Dennis Magnussen, uh, based on the book Lords of Chaos. This movie is a biopic slash drama about the first Norwegian Scandinavian black metal band Mayhem. Um, they were pretty big in like the early 80s and kind of helped found that scene. Um, personally, I never really got into them. I think their music's kind of boring by today's standards. But the story of how they came to be a band is anything but boring. Yes. it. Uh, this is almost a horror movie for the amount of tension and honestly blood in some of these scenes it may as well be horror yeah it's it's pretty fucked up mm-hmm. and that's putting it lightly um like i a lot of this had to be like romanticized for film but even yeah. still some of the events that take place in this movie just picturing them happening in real life is very disturbing um yes it yeah this um I mean, I talk a lot about horror movies, and I'm really into stuff like body horror and some really gruesome things. I struggled to get through this movie because while some of that is tame compared to stuff even like Titan, Mm -hmm. the stuff in this movie actually happened. Yeah, and just that blurring the line of reality to fiction will make even the most basic like horror movie tropes turn terrifying. Yeah. Knowing that there was, and he's still around, this completely terrifying guy named Varg, uh, who's just deranged and paranoid and kind of recklessly violent. It's really messed up. Basic plot of this movie is Euronymous wants to start this metal band, black metal band in uh, Scandinavia. Am I right? Yes. They're in Norway, but yeah, it's the Scandinavian Peninsula. Yeah. So he turns to his friend Varg to help him start this band. And they both kind of have similar ideas on the music, but Varg wants to take the actual band to the next level. He wants to do a bunch of really messed up things for publicity to get the band out there. And at first, Euronymous is on board because it's nobody's getting hurt. They're just kind of causing a problem. And then each of these publicity stunts gets more and more brutal yeah it's really intense and but it it has almost that kind of fight club thing where by the time 
Euronymous has kind of caught on to what's going on. It's no longer in his control. Mm-hmm. There's nothing he can do about some of the stuff that's happening, and he tries to get out. Euronymous is played by Rory Calkin, Macaulay mm-hmm. Calkin's brother, and I don't know much about the real Euronymous, but I think Rory Calkin did a pretty good job apart from the accents. Yes, almost... I'd say maybe three characters in the whole movie make any attempt at an accent. Mm-hmm. And to the point where the ones that are doing it kind of take you out of the experience, as opposed to the ones who don't. Well, it's a Scandinavian production with American actors, or English actors, rather. And it it doesn't... When I was watching it, I didn't really feel out of place, but thinking on it afterwards, yeah. it was kind of like, okay, now that I am thinking about this, why didn't why didn't they just get a whole Scandinavian crew? Yes. I mean, most of the creative crew was from Scandinavia. The director was a music video director for metal films or mm-hmm. uh, metal bands, which I think is really funny that he, uh, I think he used to play in a, in a band as well. Okay. Um, but mostly he does, uh, still mostly does music videos now. Yeah. Um, from bands as intense as, uh, as Metallica or Ozzy Osbourne, which differing levels of intense. So he's on the uh, the big leagues now. Yeah, but, I mean, lately it's been a lot of Lady Gaga, a lot of uh, U2, stuff like that. So, um, it's so weird he's how following he, the money. Yeah, but, I mean, he probably also gets the budgets with bands like that. And yeah. a lot of music video directors are really creative people, and they mm-hmm. just want to get, you know, get their creative visions across. And this guy's worked with U2 for 20-something years, it looks like. Uh, um as far as like the music sequences in this movie i think they're shot very well so you can see that uh music video influence coming in from oh absolutely yeah there's i mean this was definitely directed by someone who knows how to film a band playing and also knows how to get those surreal images and i think that really helps yes um when i first watched this i was really more interested in the music because i only knew mayhem by name so Mm -hmm. i was kind of interested to see basically see the story and listen to the music while watching it develop and halfway through the movie i didn't care about the music at all and i was just engrossed in the the plot between varg and euronymous Uh, they have a pretty good relationship at first and then like it just spirals out of control varg becomes violent and selfish and self-deprecating and euronymous is portrayed largely as a decent enough guy but in real life i heard he's not like that he was a little i mean he was a little bit more intense than he was portrayed in the film because uh, the movie is definitely on his side 100 mm-hmm. percent. but watching them just get roped into these really messed up situations um honestly as messed up as it is you can't look away i i thought this yeah. movie was very well shot I've, i first was made aware of mayhem when I was younger, I used to watch a lot of like VH1 shows like behind the music and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it was in a list of most shocking music moments was this story where Varg killed his bandmate mm-hmm. uh, over royalties disputes, which is basically what the movie is building towards. And yes. the narration even talks about it in the beginning. And I remember thinking, that's insane. And as I was watching this film, I'm like, oh, this is that story that I saw on TV like 20-something years ago. Yeah, um, I had a similar experience. Like, I knew basically the backstory of Mayhem, but I forgot it was about the band Mayhem. And then 
you know, the movie ended, and I was like, wait, I've heard this story before. Um, but um, it's unfortunate that I don't like their music as much as <laughs> I like their biography. Yeah, the music is, I mean, metal is not my favorite thing. There's bands I like, but a lot of stuff like this I have a hard time taking seriously yeah. when they're wearing all this makeup and just kind of look ridiculous and do stuff just for the intensity and intention. Mm-hmm. Guar comes to mind, for example. Yeah. I cannot take Guar or uh, Slipknot or bands like that seriously at all. I don't care how loud the music is. <laughs> a little off topic. I, I never really listened to Guar, but I heard their shows are awesome. Are they like a serious band? Because I always kind of picture no. them more as like a comedic band. They're, they're, they are black comedy by excess. Okay. So it's not meant to be taken 100% seriously, which is probably why it works out. But yeah. they dress in ridiculous costumes. They have ridiculous names. They spray everyone with goop. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now in their rider, they have to like layer everything with plastic just to make it easy to clean up because they just <laughs> spill just goop everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, not you know, not quite the same thing as insane clown posse, which would just like spray cheap soda everywhere. Fago. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't really have much else to say about Lords of Chaos. I think it's a pretty good biopic if you like the metal genre yeah um uh, unfortunately it's a pretty paint by numbers drama but it is interesting yes the it, it's a like a normal biopic except every once in a while someone gets stabbed and uh like I, i'm making that sound gauche because it's actually really intense those scenes are staged very well yeah um there's also church burnings which varg also did mm-hmm. um I was, we were that's talking like about, the first step yeah, we were uh, talking off mic about, about some of that, and the, he got the longest prison sentence you can get in Norway, which is only 21 years, for burning down several churches and killing a friend of his, which in the U.S. you'd be in prison for the rest of your life, probably. Yeah, 21 years in the U.S. is like a slap on the wrist. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that he's white and well-to-do probably meant that he would get, you know, because he, he was wealthier. His mother had some money that yeah. he borrowed. And, you know, I think let him in the band because they had access to money that way. He's still around. He's still making music, which is weird. He is a, a YouTuber now. Uh, he, I heard yeah. from you that uh, he's a pretty big piece of shit. Yep. So. He's a pretty, uh, pretty gross individual. Don't Not really uh, surprising based on <laughs> the events depicted in this film. Yeah. So I don't want to give him clicks by Googling yeah. him. Yeah, don't don't look at his uh, his YouTube page. It's not worth the effort. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're going to uh, take a break from, from the darkness of that film and look into something a little bit lighter, a little bit more accessible maybe, with the Netflix film Metal Lords. Written by D.B. Weiss and directed by Peter Sullett. I believe one of them co-created Game of Thrones. Yeah, D.B. Weiss was one of the head writers for Game of Thrones. And the film stars Jaden Martell, Adrian Greensmith, Isis Hainsworth. Brett Gelman, Brett Gelman. From, uh, yeah, from Stranger Things, who gets like two scenes, but he's delightful he's hilarious in them. Yeah, both he's, scenes. Yeah, he's my favorite character in Stranger Things, and he's not my favorite character here, but he's still a lot of fun. He intentionally plays kind of like a dimwit step, <laughs> dimwit father, but yeah. like he plays it up as comedy. Where yeah, th- this is definitely a comedy, but it does get pretty serious at some points. 
Yes, it could easily go into like an abusive. You never get the implication that he's abusive. He gets upset sometimes, but he's never. Yeah, but he's trying. He's making an effort. He's just not very good at being a dad. But this film's very similar to Lords of Chaos, but a little more lighthearted. A lot Mm -hmm. more lighthearted, rather. Yes. Um, It's two friends in high school. They want to start a heavy metal band, and they want to enter Battle of the Bands. Pretty typical music plot for a coming-of-age high school setting. Yeah. Um, but it's centered around metal music this time. Yes, the uh, the stakes are super low. All they want to do is compete. They don't even really care if they win. Yeah, uh, they just want to get their name out there. Yeah, and it's uh, it's two guys. It's Hunter and Kevin. Kevin's the lead. He's the drummer, and Hunter is like the metal force, who's in a smaller but more intense part. Uh, and I really... then they need a bassist, so they recruit their. Somewhat friend named Emily. She plays bass or cello in the school orchestra, and they convince her to learn metal. And it's just a very delightful movie. Yeah, it's um, it's not very long. It's like maybe an hour and a half. It's not super long. It's it's very funny. I was not prepared mm-hmm. for how funny this was going to be, and just how charming it was. Yeah, it's lighthearted. It's easy watch. Like you could easily like. Do some chores while it's on. Oh, yeah. Still have a good time. Especially since a lot of it is about music. I mean, music videos are fun and all, but you don't necessarily have to watch everything that's happening mm-hmm. when the bands are playing. Uh, there's one of my favorite things about it is they just kind of gloss over how Kevin goes from not being able to hold a simple beat to being a genius drummer in about two weeks. Yeah, like he's got a natural talent for it, and yeah. he just got to put his mind in it. <laughs> his, uh, his friend Hunter steals his dad's credit card, and they buy a $13,000 drum kit, <laughs> yep. thinking no one's going to notice. Yeah, the the movie, it's definitely a pretty basic coming-of-age movie in terms of yeah. like plot points and like um, characterizations. Mm-hmm. And uh, basic subplot, Kevin's got a thing for Emily, and he yeah. can't. He's scared to talk to her. It's a high school drama. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a. There's a, a couple moments of uh, of action in it, almost at the same moments when they happen in uh, Lords of Chaos. Not quite the same time, but yeah. And Hunter very much is trying to be like Euronymous. He yeah. wears like he looks kind of the same. He wears the face paint in uh, in at least one scene. I honestly think that D.B. Weiss just wanted to retell the story of Mayhem, but less intense. Yeah, well, he was also a big metal fan when he was a kid, too. This okay. is based yeah. on some of his own stuff from from his childhood. Okay. Um, I don't I know, know if uh, Adrian Greensmith actually grew this hair out or if that was a wig. Uh, it looked pretty real. Yeah. One, one thing I didn't mention when we were doing... Uh, Lords of Chaos that I found really funny in production was uh, Kieran, was that Kieran Culkin? Yes. Uh, he spent five years growing his hair out thinking they're going to get the film made and then the funding just they could not get it together and he took another job and he cut his hair and then oh. like a week later the director said we got the money and he's like oh I cut my hair so we had to wear a wig for that. That sucks. <laughs> I think that's hilarious <laughs> though. It is funny but that also sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. But um this was uh was his first acting role was uh, Adrian Greensmith? Yeah. Was his He was really good he in was this. Very natural, very very good in it. Um, at least he's not, he hasn't done any film acting before. He was in a music video, but that doesn't yeah. really count in the same way. 
And he does a pretty good job of, of uh, doing the guitar. It's obviously not him playing the stuff you hear on the soundtrack, but yeah, it looks pretty good. Movie ends on a really awesome note. Like it just goes out. I really just you know, I really recommend this. It's not like going to change your life or anything, but it's a lot of fun. It's very sweet. It might change the right kids' life. That's a very good point because that these movies tend to have a power yeah. to do that, especially like if you're into metal and you're like. 14, 15, kind of getting into heavier music and you see Metal Lords pop up on YouTube, it might yeah. inspire the right person to pursue to, Yeah, metal. to take up... Because it makes it makes playing drums just look awesome. Yeah, it looks fun. Yeah. And the electric cello's <laughs> sick. Like, that yes. made me want to get an electric that ele- cello. That, yeah, that electric cello is awesome. Uh, I'm not very good at bowing, but I, in theory, know how to play it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, I yeah. played violin in elementary school. And I always wanted to try an electric one. Yeah. And this just kind of yeah, reminded me of that, actually. It looks actually. so awesome. I keep almost getting electric violin when I go in to get strings. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, that's um, there's not a ton to say without spoilers. It is kind of formulaic, but it's mm-hmm. so good at the formula that I don't really even care. Yeah, it's... it's yeah. It's lighthearted, fun. It's a high school comedy, yeah. high school drama. It's um, very sweet. Like it's not mean spirited really at all. It's kind of edgy at times, but yeah. that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, it fits for this tone they're going for. Yes. So yeah, I would definitely recommend this. I would recommend uh, Lords of Chaos if you can handle some of the gorier bits. They are very similar films aside from the intensity. Yeah, I think they're largely the same story. If I had to pick one to watch, I think it would be Metal Lords, yeah. just because it's shorter and <laughs> it's a little more palatable. Yes, it's a little lighter, both in tone and in... And honestly, yeah. I like the music better. Yeah. I, the, the electric cello adds a whole nother <laughs> level to the, the metal's music. Yeah, oddly enough, uh, Sugar Roche, who is not really a metal band, did the music for Lords of Chaos. Whereas Tom Morello was the music producer for Metal Lords. Interesting. And I wouldn't necessarily call Rage Against the Machine a full-on metal group. And no. Tom Morello has his hands in a lot of different pies. He knows music. Though. But he knows music, yeah. He's mostly known for his weird sort of effects-driven guitar playing, but guy can shred when he wants to. Yes. Um, honestly, that's all I have to say. Both these movies are pretty simple coming-of-age movies, though one's really dark. Um, yeah, so there's there's not a whole lot to say. We're kind of floundering for things to talk about. Um, <laughs> yeah. Even comparison, there's not a whole lot because they are so similar. Yeah, like, I wouldn't necessarily say one movie did the themes and tones better, but yeah. um, th- honestly, I think Metal Lords is overall a better movie. It's more palatable to a wider audience. I think it's shot better. There's a lot more colors. Lords yeah. of Chaos is very blue and gray. Yes. Uh, it definitely has that music video feel, that cold feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that uh, Kieran Culkin did a really good job as at portraying the character. Agreed. Seeing as I've only ever seen him in Scream 4 and... I forgot he was in that movie because he he leaves no impression. Yeah. Whereas he was actually really good here. Well, yeah. I don't really have much else to say. I do. Uh, I do recommend people, especially check out Metal Lords because it's just a lot of fun. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, I don't think it was worth tanking the last season of Game of Thrones to get this made. I but... thought they tanked that for Star Wars, and then they tanked Game of Thrones, so Disney dropped them for Star That's Wars. what, yeah, I've heard that too. Whatever so, it was, it was not, uh, not the best it. for them. See, that's <laughs> um, why you always put in your all, just like the Metal Lords. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, for next week, a movie we've both been looking forward to for some time is finally coming out. At least a year. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, um, I'll introduce next week's movie. It's called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, starring Nicolas Cage as Nick Cage. Yes. I'm very excited. Ryan seems very excited. I'm excited about it. We're both very huge Nick Cage fans, lifelong fans, in before the meme. The thing Um, that I really like about the, the trailer is that... To my knowledge, Nick Cage has always abbreviated his name as NIC, Nick Cage, mm-hmm. but it's Nick Cage with a K here, so it's a little yeah. outside of reality. I think, I have a theory, and I'll dive more into this yeah. when we actually watch the movie, but Nick Cage was really adamant about not playing himself, so I think he's playing a character who's based on yeah. Nicolas Cage. He's playing a character called Nicolas Cage, but yes. he's not actually Nicolas Cage. Yeah. That's awesome. kind of what I think okay. is going to happen. But we'll dive into that next week. I'm sure it'll be a very fun episode. Yes, either it'll so, be amazing and it'll be fun to talk about, or it'll be a train wreck and it'll be fun to talk about. Either way, we win. All right, so definitely uh, go check that movie out by the time so you can uh, you know follow along for the next episode and join us at the crossroads. <laughs>